Hi, this is Lindsay Klukies, a Washington University pediatric emergency medicine physician at St. Louis Children's Hospital and a mom doc. Hey, welcome to Mom Docs, the podcast from St. Louis Children's Hospital. Today we're talking about preventing injuries in our kids during COVID-19. Dr. Klukies, it's a pleasure to have you on. As always, welcome back. What are some of the most common types of preventable injuries in kids that you're seeing during this pandemic, this unprecedented time when our kids are home all the time? Thanks for having me. So I think that's a great point that you mentioned, preventable injuries. So we know that injuries are not accidents. So accidents are defined as random acts of fate. And injuries are not the result of kids being accident prone. We always like to say in the ER that injuries are predictable and they're understandable. And most importantly, they're cured by prevention. So that's what I want to talk about today is injury prevention. And a lot of people don't know this, but more kids die from preventable injuries than all other diseases combined. So that includes infections and heart disease and cancer. When you add up all those diseases, more kids still die from injuries. I think it's important to mention that you're right, we're in unprecedented times. And during this pandemic, there are more kids at home. So now is the time to safety-proof your homes. Our homes are turning into our offices, our schools, our playgrounds. We're multitasking all the time. And with more virtual learning, cooler weather, and kids being inside, I think it's even more important to make sure that all of our homes are child-proof and safe. So we have been seeing, especially in St. Louis, we've been seeing increases in specific injuries. Most commonly, we've been seeing kids who have been hit by cars, firearm injuries, and falls. And again, those are all results of kids being home and parents multitasking and unfortunately the impact of the coronavirus. Yikes. And it's really scary, and especially for these littler kids. I mean, for me, my teenagers, what worries me is if they go and they say they need to take a drive, having a car accident during this time really, really scares me, but they feel like they need to get out a little bit, you know, drive around. So it's kind of hard to keep them so cooped. But I know that's what we have to do. But for our littler ones, what do you mean when you say safety proof our house? What are we looking for? Yeah, and I think that's a great point. So kids are curious. It's natural for little ones especially to be curious, to put things in their mouths, to climb on things. All of that is normal. So again, it's up to us as an adult to make our homes safe. And what I mean by that is there are things that we can do and there are steps that we can take to make sure that no matter what, our kids, especially our little ones, are safe in our homes. So things like gating all stairwells, it sounds simple, but we've seen an increase in falls during the pandemic. So we want to make sure that there are childproof latches or gates on all stairwells, basement doors and doors to outside. Other things are things like cover all unused electrical outlets with plastic covers. Make sure all appliances and their cords are in good repair. And when they're not in use, you want to make sure they're unplugged. Like I said, it's natural for kids to climb. So we want to make sure that all furniture, large pieces of furniture like televisions, dressers, even stoves, that they are adhered to the wall to prevent tipping. Dr. Klukies, you mentioned firearms. Tell us a little bit about what you've seen as far as firearms when we're all kind of in the house together and some parents have firearms in their house. Tell us what you've been seeing. Yeah, and and thank you for asking that because I think it's really important for us to normalize the conversation around firearms. 
So we've seen more firearm-related injuries this year at St. Louis Children's Hospital than any other year in our hospital history. So in the midst of this pandemic, we have also seen worsening of our firearm epidemic. And we know that over 4 million children live in a home with a gun that is not locked. So that's, like I said, over 4 million kids right now who can potentially access an unlocked firearm. And that's a really disheartening statistic. So we also know that over 75% of children who live in a home with a firearm know where that firearm is located. So it's simply not enough for parents to hide a firearm under their mattress or in dresser drawers or places where they think their child's not going to find it. It's up to us to make sure that firearm is secure. So the American Academy of Pediatrics, or the AAP, recommends that a firearm is always stored unloaded and locked with ammunition stored separately. That's really great advice and such an unnerving statistic that you gave us, Dr. Klukies. Wow, that's just incredible. Now, one of the other things that I personally am concerned about, and I have teenagers, is alcohol consumption. Are you seeing any of this going on as these kids are home and maybe their parents are busy working and it's something to do? Yeah, we are. We're seeing more prescription drugs of abuse and more alcohol consumption. I think that's a great point to mention. So I think it's really important for adults to make sure that all of their medicines, prescription over-the-counter, any type of supplements to be stored where their little kids and, like you mentioned, where their teenagers cannot access it to prevent any type of accidental or intentional, what we call ingestion. So I think that's a great point to mention as well. With the little ones, we like to say one pill can kill. So one pill, if they put it in their mouth, which again is developmentally appropriate, it can cause significant damage to them. And it may be even from a medicine that an adult is prescribed normally. So again, all medicines, whether they're prescription, whether they're over-the-counter, should be stored away and even locked away from both teenagers and young children. And I think for the teenagers especially, they're bored, they're making impulsive decisions, and we have seen both with the increase in drugs of abuse or with alcohol consumption comes bad decisions, right? So back to firearms, if there's any type of firearm in the house, it's another reason to make sure that your teenagers cannot access it. Certainly true. And since we're all cooped up and our houses seem to be relatively closed up, depending on where you live in the country, what about things like smoke detectors, carbon monoxide? Have you noticed an increase in any of these kinds of things? And what would you like us to know? Yeah, we've had a, an increase in burns this year. A lot of them have been type of like hot water burns from cooking. So there are certain safety techniques that you can do to prevent those. Actually, when you're cooking, I always like to advise everyone that the handles of the pots should be facing inward. So they shouldn't be facing outwards to where toddlers can potentially reach them or grab them or someone can walk by and hit them. But every year, this time of year, as it gets a little bit colder, we see an increase in burn-related injuries. And I think it's really important to talk about smoke alarms. So we like to recommend that smoke detectors and carbon monoxide monitors are present and working on every level of your home. And that includes basement. That includes both sides of mobile homes. And you want to test them and make sure that the batteries are charged every single year. And the other thing people don't always talk about is fire drills. So you don't like to talk about it because most people can't imagine them ever being in that scenario. But when you're in the scenario of a fire, you have no time to practice. So I always like to say that make sure that every person in your home, even the little ones, 
know how to leave any area of the home in case of a fire. And when it comes to carbon monoxide, that's also important, especially for kids. So carbon monoxide, you can't taste it, you can't smell it, and it can poison a child even faster because in general, they breathe faster and they inhale more gas for their body weight. So I I always want to put a plug for carbon monoxide monitors because they should be present and working in your house as well. Other things you want to do is you never want to leave an automobile running in the garage or any type of enclosed space. You want to make sure that the flue is always open when you start using your fireplace this time of year. And we always see burns from space heaters this time of year as well. And and I, I always want to mention that space heaters, the safest ones to use are the electric ones. So the propane ones or the gas ones, the ones that you actually put fluid into, with kids around, they can spill easily, they can cause burns, and you want to make sure that the plug is always directly into a wall outlet and not an extension cord, and that when it's not in use, like when people are sleeping overnight, it's always unplugged. Wow, that was an excellent list, Dr. Klukies. As we wrap up, Do you have any final thoughts, anything you feel that we missed? What would you like parents to know about injury prevention right now in this pandemic time that we're living in with everybody in the house together and everybody all around and little kids and big kids? What would you like us to know so that we can stay safe and hopefully not end up in the emergency room? As you mentioned, these times are unprecedented. Everyone's stressed. People are trying to work from home and juggle virtual school. And there's just a lot going on. So the most important thing you can do is proactively safety-proof your home to prevent injuries. Like I mentioned earlier, prevention is key. Injuries are not accidents, and it's up to us adults to make our home safe for our kids. We have a full home safety checklist at stlouischildrens.org that you can print out and actually go through around your house for more information. Thank you so much, Dr. Klukies. You are just a great guest as always. And you can view the safety checklist at St. Louis Children's Hospital by visiting stlouischildrens.org. That concludes this episode of Mom Docs with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more advice like this and articles, you can check out the Mom Docs website at childrensmd.org. Please remember to share this show with your friends and family on your social channels because we're learning from the experts and the mom docs at St. Louis Children's Hospital together. And we need to keep our kids safe, and that's what they're helping us to do. This is Melanie Cole for St. Louis Children's Hospital and Mom Docs. Stay safe, and thanks for listening.